If you're committed to transitioning to a new role outside of the classroom, let me give you some advice. Don't try to navigate this journey all on your own. The Teacher Career Coach course will walk you step-by-step through the entire process. When you sign up, you'll get help picking your career path, have access to a library of transition resumes for teachers written by a professional, and even gain access to a list of hundreds of companies that hire teachers. Most importantly, you'll join our exclusive private community to collaborate with others and network. I've dedicated my time putting together templates and resources to create the most thorough program to help save you time. Learn more about the Teacher Career Coach course at teachercareercoach.com forward slash course. After leaving teaching because of some serious burnout, she vowed to build the community she wished existed when she needed it most. She went from classroom teacher to an educational consultant, instructional designer, and six-figure business owner. Now, she's here to help you achieve happiness and work-life balance, whether inside or outside the classroom. Come join our discussion as we talk about managing teacher burnout, career transitions outside the classroom, starting a side hustle, and everything in between. Here's your host of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast and your new personal cheerleader, Daphne Gomez. Welcome to the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Daphne Williams. One of the biggest frustrations for those making a career transition from teaching is the teeny tiny little hiring window that you have in between your teaching contracts. It can seem nearly impossible to add something to your plate during the already busy school year, especially something as big and daunting as a job search. Maybe you've tried this before. You put off looking for new roles until after the school year was almost up, you take a week or two to unwind for summer, and then you start to send out a couple resumes. You're determined that this is going to be the year that you find something, but before you know it, you find yourself teaching another year because nothing really popped up for you. Then the cycle just continues to repeat year after year. In this episode, I want to walk you through the different scenarios so that you can be best prepared if you don't find that ideal position before the summer starts winding down. This episode is all about helping you navigate that very small and often very stressful application window. First and foremost, I want to talk about what you can do during this application window to get the best results. Can it be overwhelming to jump into a job search before the school year ends? Yes. The truth is, though, your peak application season starts about two months before your last day of school. This is not a set-in-stone timeline, and it's obviously going to depend on each situation. So if you're already past that two-month point and you start to panic, please don't. I don't want you to give up before you've even started and use, but Daphne said, as an excuse to not get started. But just to give you a little background here, I created this timeline for a couple of reasons. First, careers outside of the classroom are more competitive and they take much longer to go through the interview process. Sometimes they take between six to eight weeks. I don't want you to apply for a role and then not hear back until you're already in the classroom and you feel stuck in that cycle all over again. Then you'll have to either stay in a career another year that you know is no longer a good fit for you, or you're gonna have to deal with breaking your contract, which is possible, but more complicated and not ideal. However, if you do find yourself in that situation at the time you're listening to this, I'll link my blog post about breaking teaching contracts in the show notes. So again, I found that teachers often don't realize just how different applying in other industries can be, and they wait until the very last minute to start applying even at all. 
Many underestimate how many applications they really truly need to send out or how long it might take for them to optimize their resume to truly show they are the right candidates for new positions. Teaching positions are less competitive than other roles. So if your only experience is interviewing and applying for teaching positions, you may be going in with a skewed perception of how many applications or resumes you really should be sending out during this time. The average job hunt takes about nine weeks of aggressive applying, and you want to take that into consideration with your job search timeline and planning process. I know that this is challenging, but remember, difficult does not mean impossible. So while the application window seems so small, there are ways to get the best out of it and help your chances of landing that next position. I've gone more into detail with great tips in past episodes, so I definitely recommend circling back to those for advice. You know, first, go to episode two if you want to hear some of the top career paths that hire teachers, because it does help that you're applying for the right positions. Regardless of which positions you're applying for, though, you do want to tailor each resume to that specific job and really showcase those transferable skills and experiences. So episode 29 is filled with tips and strategies to help you rewrite that resume. And if you need interviewing tips, listen to episode 21. There are some great tips from a CEO who actively looks for teachers to hire. And lastly, just consider joining the Teacher Career Coach course if you haven't already. It's the best way to get in-depth, step-by-step guidance throughout the entire process. I walk you through all the steps you need to take on this journey in sequence. The Teacher Career Coach course was created to be the most thorough resource out there to not only just help you save time, have everything organized in one easy-to-use location, but also to help you avoid making mistakes that I see teachers making all the time during this process. But let's assume that you do all of the right things and you still struggle to secure a new role by that certain date. I'm not saying that this is going to happen to you, but I'm a big advocate of planning for worst case scenarios so that you can be prepared. Planning for a worst case scenario is a practice that many project managers do to identify possible risks and see if they should move forward with a big project. Usually the pros outweigh the cons even in these worst case scenarios if it's something that's worth moving forward with. So let's look into what those risks might be. I want to be totally real here and acknowledge, you know, a guaranteed timeline is outside of anyone's control due to many possible outside factors. Yes, this stinks. But knowing this fact going into it actually puts you ahead of everyone else who usually give up when they're faced with an unexpected obstacle. I want you to be equipped with strategies to help you overcome potential obstacles because Any big and meaningful decisions that you ever make in your life are going to come with a level of risk and roadblocks, and we just can't let fear talk you out of moving forward if this is something that you truly want. There's an element of resilience here, and I want to help you be smart and calculated and have backup plans in place while you take these risks so that you can keep moving forward with your goals no matter what. Someone recently shared this Derek Sivers quote with me that I love. He says, remember how Tarzan swings through the jungle. He doesn't let go of the previous vine until the next vine is supporting his weight. So my advice is 
change careers like Tarzan. Don't let go of the old one until the new one is supporting you and make sure you don't lose momentum. I love that quote and it brings up a really good point. Yes, I'd love to be able to say, not this time, my friend. This is the year that everything is going to change. You're going to have the perfect timeline and by the end, you'll have the perfect job lined up. Now, there is a very real chance that that could happen for you because it happens all the time. I don't want you to let fear or imposter syndrome tell you that it's not possible for you. You could land that perfect next job this afternoon or tomorrow or next week or next month. You never know. And one of the things that all the former teachers that I've supported have in common is they felt like it would actually never happen for them minutes before they finally got that one yes that changed their life. I even remember thinking the exact same thing myself. The thing is, it just takes one single yes, and that's all you're looking to get. So again, I want you to remain optimistic here, and you have to remind yourself that this is possible for you. That is the most important thing. I know many are using this worst case scenario of not finding that next job within the timeline to talk themselves out of even trying. And I'm here to push back on that thought process. If you find yourself thinking that way and using that excuse, just know that it's your brain tricking you into staying within a current comfort zone, even if you're truly unhappy. So if you're in the midst of this job search or you're about to get started, or if you're even wondering if it's worth starting at this point in your timeline, my first question I want you to reflect on is this. What support will you have as you swing to your next vine? What would happen if you didn't have a job by a certain date? Will you return to teaching or will you opt for a for now career instead of a forever career just to get your foot in the door in another industry? Having the answer to that first question will help relieve some of the pressure you may be feeling. Again, it's about thinking of the worst case scenario and realizing that you're covering those bases so you can move forward with more confidence. Here are some questions to consider if you know that you do not want to go back to the classroom, regardless of having a new job by that certain date. One, do you have an emergency fund saved up if you don't take a new role with a specific salary by a certain date? Two, do you have other sources of income that you can create or depend on or a partner who can pay the bills if there is any gap in your full-time employment? After thinking about those questions, let's talk about the pros and cons of taking that for now career in a new industry. This means taking a job that might not be your ideal position. Maybe it's not your ideal forever career, salary, company, etc. I'm going to start with the pros. First, you would get your foot in the door at a new industry. This is great for networking and just learning the ropes and the ins and outs of a career outside of teaching. You'll gain transferable skills, resume building experience, and surrounding yourself with colleagues whose skills you can learn from as well. It buys you some more time to figure out what you actually like and don't like within the new industry, which is a huge perk. And there are quite a few former teachers from the Teacher Career Coach course that have taken this path and received promotions within their new companies pretty quickly. So you never really know where this opportunity will take you either. 
One teacher from the course was so burned out that she just started working at her local grocery store. And within months, they promoted her to being a store trainer because her educational background made her a perfect candidate. She wouldn't have had the experience of working within a grocery industry if she hadn't have taken that first step. Another former teacher from the Teacher Career Coach course worked her way up inside an educational technology company after taking an entry-level position, and now she makes more than she did as a teacher after only being in the company for one year. And in this for now career, you likely will have a regular contract, which means you can still apply for other positions and you won't be forced into this teeny tiny application season like you are right now, and that alone is a big stress reliever. You also probably have a lot of extra time back, and if it's a regular 40-hour-per-week position, you can potentially pursue other revenue sources, like freelancing or starting a side hustle, pursuing other things that might spark joy or new insight into what direction you want to take for your long-term plans. And also, we can potentially assume that there are a huge influx of candidates applying for similar positions right now because there very well could be with how many teachers have been thinking of leaving the classroom. If you take a for now position that doesn't end up feeling like the right long-term fit, you can apply for better fitting jobs once school is back in session. At that point, the candidate pool for some of these roles will be less competitive than they are right now. Again, this is just an assumption and I can't predict the future or make any guarantees. Lastly, decide whether you will be able to return to teaching the following year if you take this approach and it just didn't work for you. Find out what taking one year off would mean with your salary, retirement, all of those types of things. Now, let's talk the cons of leaving for a for now career. Yes, you could take a dip in your starting salary if you didn't get into your desired higher paying roles like corporate trainer or instructional designer. But this is a more common scenario for those who have been in teaching more than five years. Many newer teachers actually find that they make more money in entry-level positions outside of the classroom if they're using the strategies inside of my course for finding those types of positions. This is where you need to know your own specific situation. And for some, any dip in salary is a firm non-negotiable. And if that's where you stand, no shame in that. In that case, you can keep teaching in your back pocket as a for now career instead of a forever career. But for those of you who do decide to stay in the classroom for your for now position, please don't stop pursuing this goal if it's what you truly want. Use the next year and get a head start. Start freelancing or working towards your goals and strategically building your skill sets to help set you up in your next application cycle. The reason I continue to suggest freelancing is it's a great way to learn new skills and earn extra income at the same time. I highly recommend listening to podcast episode 13 all about freelancing if that is a direction you're considering heading. And for anyone curious, some good for now careers that I suggest exploring would just be higher level entry roles inside larger companies that you would like to work for or inside the industry that you're interested in pursuing. 
either of those are great options. If you are higher up on the salary schedule with more teaching experience, staying in the classroom until that right job comes along is the most common choice, and it totally makes sense. I only want to challenge this decision if you are truly miserable. If you are going to the doctor on a regular basis for stress-related illnesses or you have therapists constantly telling you you need to switch careers because you've been miserable for years, please factor this into your decision-making process. Consider whether or not staying in the classroom really is the right choice for you. You know, my last year teaching, I was miserable to the point where I was experiencing stress-related illnesses more often than I was not. And life is just too short to stay put somewhere if you are that unhappy and it's negatively impacting your health. And then the last really important factor to consider if you are certain you no longer want to be a teacher, will returning next year just keep you stuck in the same cycle of unhappiness? Is it better to take the dip in salary just so you can start trying the next chapter of your career? Acknowledge whether or not going back into the classroom another year will set you up to never try to leave again. You know yourself best here, and some people just know if they go back another year, they'll likely never leave. So let's get back to where you are right now. Have you really started moving the ball forward, or have you just focused a lot of time and energy thinking about leaving teaching? I find that people always procrastinate on starting until they're ready, but sorry to tell you, you'll never feel totally ready for a change this big. Our brains love to keep us within our comfort zones even if we're unhappy. Just know that there's a big difference between thinking about a change or reading about a change or listening to podcasts about making a change and actually making the effort to move the needle forward towards the result that you desire. I suggest you start to get your hands dirty and build the skill sets that you want by trying out different programs or by training adults. Maybe you can take a freelancing gig to get your feet wet and learn an industry or skill set if you haven't already started. Maybe you need to start sitting down and actually talking to the people in your desired industry, even if they're totally strangers. And if you're afraid that you'll give up on your dream if you return to the classroom another year, make a note to take these small steps throughout the school year to help keep you on track. Once you start to immerse yourself in this world, it becomes far more real and it's going to be a much harder reality for you to ignore and give up on. It's easy to get caught up in the desire or expectation of things falling into place for us so quickly, but life isn't always like that. And again, there are so many factors that are out of our control. I've heard it described the same way that you get your car out of a rut. You just have to go through it by stepping on the gas and getting a little bit more messy before you're able to get out of that hole. It also reminds me of a conversation I had recently with my health coach about how much weight I had to lose. And she stopped me and she said, that's good, Daphne. My immediate reaction was like, what is good about that? And she said, you're acknowledging how long it took you to get to the point that you're at right now. And now all we have to do is figure out the steps we need to take to get you back on track to where you want to be. It's so common to just want immediate change. 
We want things to fall into place and to feel right immediately, instant gratification. But the truth is, the longer we've been going in a certain direction, the longer it may take us to work towards a large substantial change in a different direction. And that's just how life goes. But just because it doesn't happen now doesn't mean it won't ever happen. It just means it hasn't happened for you yet. So let's say you do hit that worst case scenario. You end up going into the classroom for another year. Acknowledge what you learned from this cycle to ensure it's better next time around and plan strategically to overcome those roadblocks. Instead of looking back at the results that you didn't achieve, just focus on the lessons you learned so that you can be better prepared for next time. Reflect on the process. What did you learn about the careers you were interested in? What can you improve on and learn about by next year? What can you do to ensure that you aren't backed into a corner the following year? It might take some acknowledging that this year you may have not been truly prepared for this process, and that's okay. Use the next year to get ready for the following year and get even more skilled so you can apply to more positions. Maybe you started Teachers Pay Teachers store so that you can earn money and add curriculum design to your portfolio. Maybe you freelance video editing or copywriting so that you can add those to your resumes. Maybe you just save up an emergency fund so that you don't feel backed into a corner. Or, you know, whether it's saving up an emergency fund so that you don't feel backed into a corner, learning new skill sets, getting your hands dirty, or just actually focusing more on networking, every lesson counts. I recommend writing out the steps you plan to take and then start working towards them. And if you're nearing the end of the application cycle, please don't panic. I know that it stinks, but just to remind yourself of the worst case scenario. Maybe it's taking a for now career. Maybe it's teaching for one more year. Maybe it's being unemployed and supported by your partner or savings account until you do get that one yes. When you're done listening to this episode, I want you to really think about what that worst case scenario would look like for you. Can you make that scenario work? And is that worst case scenario worth it if it means you'll find a new and more fulfilling or financially satisfying career at the end of it? Only you know the answers to those questions for you. If you know in your heart a change is what you want, you may always regret it if you know you never gave it your all or you gave up only after one try. And big goals take time. Working on something for two years is a long time, but if that two-year process prevents you from staying somewhere where you are miserable for 15 years, then yes, I absolutely believe it's worth it. And once you truly start to get your hands dirty and find something you're passionate about, you'll find the drive to keep pushing. And if none of this resonates with you or you start to realize that changing careers is no longer your dream, that's okay. It's okay to walk away and start working towards a new goal. Maybe it's a health-related goal. Maybe you are going to commit to go to therapy. Maybe this is the year you want to work on your marriage and prioritizing your family over work. You're allowed to change your mind as long as you admit it's not just fear talking you out of making a change and it's just no longer your dream. Always make sure you are listening to and following your heart, not your fear. 
The bottom line is you have the ability to do whatever you want in your life, and you are capable of figuring out all of the steps and putting a plan into action to make them happen. It is not about leaving or staying in the classroom. It is just about finding happiness, period. So just promise me and promise yourself that you will make the necessary changes in your life to truly find happiness again, and you will not give up until you get there, no matter what direction you end up taking or whatever roadblocks life throws at you. But just know that I'll be here to help and support you along the way as you swing from one vine to the next. I'll see you on the next episode of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. As always, if you are enjoying the Teacher Career Coach Podcast, I would love it if you took a couple seconds to leave me a rating and a review. This helps other teachers find this podcast and this support. See you next week.